Hello, friends, and welcome to Is Training the Answer, a podcast about finding the answer to L&D's most frequently asked question. In this episode, we will be discussing Intercom's RICE prioritization framework and how we can apply it to training projects and other learning and development initiatives. You can learn more about the framework through the link in the show notes. And as always, we love to hear your thoughts and ideas. So let us know what you think of this episode by reaching out to us through our website, istrainingtheanswer.com. Here's a familiar situation, right? A manager comes to you and says they have a high priority project for a new account manager role. Mm -hmm. So they're supporting high value clients Mm -hmm. and they want you as the leader of the L&D department, they want you to upscale uh, these existing account executives that they have to Mm -hmm. to handle it. So they're going to fill the account management role with existing account executives, super high priority. Um, there's an EVP who's sponsoring the whole thing and they want to start training on the new process. There's like a new system that they're going to implement, uh, key account management basics. It's like they're executives, they need account executives, they need account management training. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to do this right away. Of course. Of course. Right. So there's a list of 10 people transitioning to their role Okay. in about the next three months or so. There's no defined KPIs or job descriptions on these individuals just yet. They just know that they're doing it. It's important they're doing it. Um, they're still working on this description. Uh, however, the manager insists this role and the customers they support are critical to the organization's success. So you have leadership sponsorship, high urgent requests, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some, some idea of what the training should be on, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say that we say, you know what? Training is part of the solution here. We need yep. to train them on a new system. And maybe they do need some key account management best practices. Uh, maybe some training on the new process, right? Sound familiar makes sense? All too familiar. <laughs> How do you feel? I, can I just get your feelings of like, before we get into solving this with, with the Rice methodology, like how does it make you feel? Um anxious yeah hard eye roll on a lot of these things oh we Mm -hmm. have executive buy-in it's really important um there's no kpis but we know it's priority all the Mm -hmm. things all the feelings is kind of how i feel all of them like that urgency of of wanting to help the organization solve the challenge we know it's important and you want to be like a good partner to the organization but at the same time this sounds very a little nebulous (laughs) yeah yeah it's like a little nebulous in terms of how this is going to work um and let's let's double down on this let's say that you have a small team uh and you have three other kind of high priority projects that you're currently working on in your pipeline okay um so now now it's like extra you don't have a blank slate. There's other stuff going. Right. So this should this should sound really familiar to, to all of our listeners. It sounds it's I'm very familiar with this this process and Dory, I, I know you are too. Yeah. So to solve this scenario today, what we're gonna do is we're gonna use something called the Rice methodology. And, and this is something that's developed by Intercom. Uh, and Rory and I have been kind of talking about this uh, for a little while now. And Rice stands for reach, impact, confidence, and effort. And so they created this methodology 
as a simple way to prioritize their product backlog, right? So it's really coming from the tech world and we're gonna to try to implement that into the L&D space. And so I think that we can use this methodology to help take some of that bias, help take some of that emotion out of this process of, oh my gosh, I need to start working on this project right away. It's due in three months and it's really high priority. Um, we can help, we can use this process to help mm -hmm. solve our challenge and, and prioritize the training backlog. Right. So rice, right? The calculation works by assigning a number to each component of rice. And so then you generate a score by multiplying reach, impact, and confidence together, and then dividing them by effort. Okay. So if we start from the beginning, first thing we need to understand is the reach of the project. So that's how many people will this project impact over time, right? So that may be customers per quarter, transactions per month. Intercom suggests using actual measurements from product metrics instead of pulling numbers out of a hat. So for the example that you provided me, we have 10 new account managers. That's super simple. That's our reach, 10. Perfect. So now that we have a reach of 10, we need to set the impact. And so we want to make sure that we're prioritizing projects that have a genuine impact on the organization. So to do this, we need to estimate the impacts on a person. And Intercom does provide a scale. And so you can access the all the information that we're using for this uh, example right now on their site in our show notes. Yeah. All right. So let's modify intercom scale. They use decimals. I don't want to do that <laughs> right now. So we're going to go with four for massive impact, mm -hmm. three for high, mm -hmm. two for medium and one for low. Okay. So given the information you kind of gave to me, uh, we see like a lot of other people, this is high impact, this is high importance. There's an EVP on board. Okay, let's say I'm going to give this a three. The training will have a high impact on the account managers because they have to know how to use their new tools, execute the process, potentially upskill key account management capabilities. I like three for this, which is high, right? Because there's four is massive impact, three is high impact. So now we move on to confidence. And this is, I think, where Rice really pays off in terms of mm -hmm. the calculation. Yeah. So... But we're just going to quote Intercom here because it's, they explain it really well. But if you think a project could have a huge impact but don't have data to back it up, confidence lets you control that. So confidence is a percentage. And so the example given by Intercom is 100% is high confidence, 80% is medium, 50% is low. Anything below that, uh, they say, is a, is a, quote, total moonshot. So what do you think of that scale, how confident do you think you would be for this project? So like you said, this really isn't easy to determine from the request um, or in general, but let's look at some key points. So there's no set start date for this. It's just kind of a general deadline. There's no KPIs and a limited description of the training around account manager capabilities, right? Um, I'm not feeling super high confident, but I think we should go with about an 80, right? There may be some changes, but we do know that there's an impact for revenue. 
but we don't know what capability training is necessary, if any, at this time beyond a general request. And there's really no description, official start date or launch date for the training, which again would kind of push it to that super high confidence. But mm -hmm. I know my team, this is 80. And and I feel like this is a, some, some listeners might be thinking like, why would we even do this? There's a lot of unanswered questions, but I do feel like these are the yeah. types of questions that we get, right? Like, and this, this is, is what confidence is for. Yeah. Like how confident? Perfect. This is it. This is it. How confident are you, right? Because you theoretically, as a learning and development department, you could just start working on this. Oh my God, they need right. key account management capabilities. And oh my gosh, like we have to get this down. Okay, give me all your information. I'll start working on it tomorrow. We'll hold on, right? So I like where you set confidence. I think, I, I think I'm on board with you. Um, and that means the last thing we need to do is, is get effort. So uh, you have to, for effort, you have to estimate the total amount of time it's going to take your team to complete the project in person months. And a person month is the amount of work one team member can complete in a month. It took me a little bit to get my, my head around this. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I feel like you picked it up faster than I did. So, so for example, how many months is it going to take an instructional designer to complete this project? The more effort the project takes, the more your capacity it uses. Once again, Intercom, you know, they suggest using whole numbers. So um, we will use a decimal here for anything less than than one month. Right. So 0.5 for anything less than a month. Yeah. Let's say for this project, we're talking six weeks of analysis and experience design with eight weeks of development. That's 14 total weeks of effort, which when you do the math, comes out to 3.5. So our effort score is 3.5. All right, so let's pull it all together. We have a reach of 10 mm -hmm. and impact of three, just going back to our notes. Yep. Uh, confidence of 80%, which is medium. I, I think that's right. I, I feel kind yeah. of the same. Effort is 3.5. Yep. So that's 10 times three times 0.8 divided by 3.5. Mm -hmm. That's a 6.8. The answer right. is 6.8. We round it up. That's a seven. So what do you think now, right? We have this urgent request. There's an EVP. This is critical to the organization. It has revenue impacts. Um, you got to do all this training right away in the next three months. And the number that gets spit back out to you after doing all this, these calculations is seven. My eye roll was correct. <laughs> right? Because I look at this and I say, you know, either the request came in through email or somebody kind of came over to my desk or we had a, had a zoom call over this mm -hmm. and they're like, they're usually frantic. Hey, this is really important. We're really excited about this. We think this is going to be a great opportunity. It's going to be amazing training. And then I got a seven and I'm like, get out of here with this mm -hmm. seven score. Like this is back burner. I have so many other projects that I'm working on. That's my initial thought. What about you? So I agree. And I think that what it does is it takes a little bit of the emotion out of the conversation. Because now, if we were to put this into context with some other requests in our pipeline, and let's, I, I have a few notes here. So let's, let's just imagine there's other projects. Like we know that this account manager project is a seven. Yep. Um, and let's say that we also have systems training for a, uh, 
new customer relationship tool that's coming in for 500 reps and mm-hmm. that's a that's got a score of 375 because it's mm-hmm. 500 people it has a high impact it's we're very confident in the impact on each of those individuals because they have to use this tool uh and let's just say it's like a four effort score or something like that so that's a 375 versus seven yep um maybe we have an onboarding readback maybe operations is saying listen you need to onboard revamp onboarding because uh, we're going to hire 200 people this year. And let's say that has like a score of 50. You know, it's like, all right, 200 people, but, and it has a high impact, but I'm not really confident that you're going to hire 200 people this year. We've been to this dance before. And last time we said that, and we only hired like 30. Um, And then maybe there's another one more project just for fun uh, in order to secure a government contract. We have to do some compliance training. It's off the shelf. We just need to make it work in the system. So that's like a thousand people. I mean, this is crazy. It's like a thousand people, high impacts. Um, we're hundred percent confident two months to get the whole thing done. That's like an 8,000 score. So now you have a seven account management score for 10 yep. people versus 375 for systems training, a 50 for onboarding and, um, 8,000 for this government contract. Mm -hmm. I just feel it helps to put things into context a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, it it adds, right, that level of objectivity where you can kind of take all the emotion out of it and just look at it for what it is. Mm -hmm. It can, again, something that we talk about a lot, it can show you. So now I got a seven. Yes. Based on the questions that I asked. Well, do I Mm -hmm. need to ask more clarifying questions here right because when we look at all the other projects we're talking three three seventy five we're talking fifty we're talking eight thousand people are not getting the right answers because we're not asking the right questions yeah or maybe the requesting team themselves don't have the answers to the questions right they're just thinking hey we need a training and then we spit the number back to them and they're, you know, they, they think to themselves, okay, well, we need to go back to the drawing board and really think about some of this stuff. You know, maybe we don't have the whole picture and mm-hmm. that can cause a really great chain of events where now they come back with more clarity around the questions, you know, maybe that um, impact score changes from a three to a four and the confidence score goes from 80 to 100 because now they can answer more of the questions that we had. Maybe they all of a sudden dig up content that exists elsewhere. And mm-hmm. so, okay, well, now we have content that we can work with. And now that score gets bumped up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this might be one of those ones where you send it back or say, hey, can we define this a little bit more? And can we work through this a little bit more? Because I'm... Yeah, I want to understand it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. When will we get KPIs? What is the three month target aligned to? You know, is there a reason that might mm-hmm. change some of the scoring? Um, yeah, and it goes from I, ten to maybe fifty people because they ask the questions, they ask the, they start asking other people within the, the department and say, oh, that would be a great training for our team also. So now it's not ten people. Now it's spanning a couple departments and it's forty people. Yeah, I just I think there's opportunities to have a better conversation and using rice, it takes 
what it did was take projects that were kind of on the medium priority level and sometimes push them up above right. projects that were listed as high because confidence and effort were then starting to impact whether or not we, you know, we would make a decision in terms of, of how to prioritize that project. Can I get more bang out of my resources by having a higher confidence project with more impact and less time to implement versus some of these, these other projects that uh, maybe are a little bit more nebulous and, uh, mm-hmm. or maybe take longer to develop. Uh, so not saying that because the rice score is a seven, that project will never happen, but it does allow us to have, I think, a better conversation with the business in terms of how do we want to prioritize these things? There's a lot of open questions and we have this other work that that's going on right now. Yeah. And it, you know, it also gets kind of the gears running about allocation of resources, right? Yeah. So maybe because it is a seven, you can look at it compared to everything else and say, well, look, if we just put two people or one person on this and crank it out, then it's done. It's out the door. And, you know, now we can reallocate more resources to a, another project that's, let's say, 8,000. Or mm-hmm. maybe you do the 8,000 first and then put the resources on somewhere else. It adds that that clarity and transparency to what a lot of times, in my opinion, is ambiguity when it comes to training requests. Yes. And bias, right? Like there's yeah. always that, oh my gosh, I need this right now. I need this training. This is like a pet. It could be somebody's pet project. It could just be somebody feels like they just have a ton of urgency mm-hmm. around something or uh, even for small things. I feel like I've gotten that somebody just made a mistake in a phone call and now we can do this training. And I know rice and I know that rice is this this example is really meant to be for when you've identified that training can help, right? Mm-hmm. So we've we've made a decision that this is a training need. Mm-hmm. So you should be filtering some of those things out prior to, but that is, there's still typically a lot of urgency around some of these requests. And sometimes with nebulous KPIs, sometimes with nebulous reach, sometimes with, ne- you know, uh, un- unclear impact. So I think applying a score gives mm-hmm. us a uh, a way of, of looking, an unbiased way of looking at these requests and start to organize them in terms of priority um, and have better conversations. I mean, I, I love this so much. I'm going to try and implement it immediately. Um, in my mind, this is a phased rollout. So... You know, if you look at reach and impact, those are pretty easy concepts for people to understand. It's going to reach this many people. Great. And it's a high impact or it's a medium impact or low or whatever. So the way I would roll it out is phase one. Let's just focus on reach and impact. Let's do that for a quarter. See how that goes. Look at all the projects we worked on in that quarter add some sort of evaluation metrics to it um, with what we rolled out, some sort of feedback mechanism from the teams we worked with. If everything goes the way I think it would go, which is, you know, kind of high marks on everything, then we would move to confidence, um, which again, I think is a little bit harder of a concept for people to understand. I would focus on um, reach, impact, and confidence for a quarter. Mm-hmm. Again, evaluate, 
move on to the final one of effort score. So then for the final piece of this phase three, you're doing all four, you're doing reach, you're doing impact, you're doing confidence, and you're doing effort score. Evaluate all of them. And look, maybe effort score doesn't really work. People don't mm-hmm. get it or you have to tweak it a little bit or whatever. Um, but that's how I would roll it out in phase approaches, starting with reach and impact. What about yourself? Yeah, I think I would maybe do a test and learn okay, and align it to, if I was a larger organization, maybe align it to um, a, a piece of the organization and say, hey, we're mm-hmm. going to try to prioritize. Let's use Rice and, and see if it drives better conversations and let's tag the score to the project and see, um, let's see where we're, um, let's tag the, the score to the project and see where we're aligning in terms of work that's getting done. Mm-hmm. Do we feel like it's a good indicator uh, to have better conversations and, and mm-hmm. to, to reprioritize? And then based off of that, I would um, consider moving it out to the rest of the organization. If I was a smaller team, I might just implement it on the back end and use it to have conversations. Can we, how how do we think about prioritizing this? You're saying it's super urgent. Um, I don't think I would share the score with people. I think I would just use it as a way to say, how do I feel? How would I approach Mm -hmm. it? What, what would I say to the business and say, okay, so I have these four things. This is the way that I want to approach it, but something needs to pause or, uh, I need to push something in order to get all this work done. To me, it seems like these are the most, based off of effort and value to the organization, it seems like these are the most pressing uh, um, projects for us to work on or, or the most impactful projects for us to work on. What do you think, business? Um, how do you want to approach this? Does this make sense? Uh, and and have, the, have the conversation that way. Yeah, I think those are good ideas. I mean, but, you know, whenever you roll out anything new, there are potential roadblocks. Yeah. Do you see any roadblocks with doing something like this? I mean, I know you said you'd keep it on the back end, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the roadblocks might just be confidence and assigning a confidence to, Mm -hmm. uh, to a project. I think quite, you might get questions around, well, who assigns the confidence? Like who says whether we're confident or not? Is it us? Is it, um, the requester, are we the asking the requester how confident they are uh, in the impact to the organization? Uh, but I think if we ask them, it just, I do think it, it just gives them an opportunity to, to immediately say, oh, I'm super confident. But I think that can be managed by just trying it and then seeing yep. where it lands and seeing if it leads to better conversations and seeing if it helps to take some of the emotion out of some of these projects and where we might have prioritized something differently in the past uh, versus using the the new rice methodology. What about, what about you? You know, for me, uh, I'm all about transparency. And Mm so for me, a a definite roadblock here would be people kind of seeing, well, now we're implementing this new type of method of like, well, I told you it's going to the sales team. Why are you asking me exactly how many people on the sales team or impact? I told you it's, it's high impact. You know, why are you asking me to rank it? Whereas kind of before they were just submit a request and, you know, we would have a, a needs analysis conversation with them and, 
kind of judge it based on again and kind of like all these nebulous or relative ambiguity as to the level of prioritization we would just look at our other projects look at this and say okay yeah we could fit it here this instructional designer is kind of coming off of a project and they this could just be the next project that they work on so i think it would be a little bit of a a change management conversation um skill set that would need to be utilized in this i think though the level of transparency after the the first phase for me would be beneficial. I think the teams that would benefit the most from this would will actually see the benefit. Yeah. Um, and what I think would really, and I, I know this is not a roadblock, but where I think this may solve a problem is the requests that come in that at the end of the day, they're, the teams that request them, oh, yeah, we forgot about that. Or, um, yeah, that's that's on the back burner now. Sorry, we never told you. Like, yeah. they submit a request. We're trying, to, mm-hmm. we're trying to work with subject matter experts. It's not a priority for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, we go to the requester. Hey, we're trying to work with the subject matter expert. Or, you know, kind of we've been waiting on you guys to, to give us assets. What's going on? It's been a couple of weeks. Oh, sorry. Other things have kind of come up. Really sorry. We're going to have to put this project on hold. Yeah. I think this level, this prioritization methodology would eliminate that. So any final thoughts? No, I mean, I just kind of looped that in there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was kind of my final thought of like, you know, maybe this would help eliminate a lot of those misprioritization from other teams in requesting training. Yeah. That just end up going on hold or never kind of coming to fruition. Those are my final thoughts. I think this is a great framework. Like I said, I think I'm going to immediately try and implement it. How about you? Any final thoughts to everybody out there? Yeah, I, I just think that it gives us a way to try to compare value mm-hmm. based off of impact and reach, you know, reach impact, compliments and effort. So without another way of trying to determine what's the value of one project versus the value of another project to the organization, you're just making your best guess, which is fine, right? We all do mm-hmm. this every day. We all make decisions about how we're going to spend our time and what we're going to work on. But this gives us a way to think through from a project prioritization perspective, mm-hmm. what has the most value to the organization, the least amount of effort, uh, and how can we prioritize that work up front versus something that somebody says is super high priority uh, and may in fact just be a pet project for them. Yeah. That's it though. I think, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Well, I had a lot of fun talking about this. This was kind of really insightful for me. So thank you for, for bringing this up to me. Hope everybody else listening learned something today and, you know, hopefully they'll either look more into it again link to intercom's methodology is in the show notes so you can go and check it out there um thanks again for joining us you can listen to more episodes or learn more about john and i on our website is trainingtheanswer.com and we hope you guys will join us for our next conversation so uh thanks again i'm rory Sachs. i'm john Forsell. and thanks for joining